As the kids call it, Nero, the pod. Backwards, the dop. Oh, wow. Yeah. Great. Um, coming up on the dop, have you heard about the Swifty wedding yet? No. This is a real thing. Swifties are going next level, plus the new way to look at red flags. Okay, and how do you know when it's time for it to go? <laughs> Take a listen. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. How do you know when it's time for it to go? What are you talking about, Dr. Seuss? <laughs> I'm talking about your underpants. <laughs> things that make you go. These things. These things are what keep me up at night. Yep. I have a giant drawer of underpants. <laughs> you say I have giant underwear. I'm like, that's fine. Hey, and some of yep. it is giant for yep. bedtime. Slash that time of the month. Oh, no, that's a certain other kind. Okay. Because that one has to be a certain grip. Grip. Okay, okay I'm, I'm very intrigued yes. by grippy underwear. Well, like, have a little bit more yeah, lax, elastic. Not as laxed. I like <laughs> otherwise laxed. Tight, tighter. <laughs> a little bit. T- okay. Anyways, okay. a giant drawer of lots of different types of underpants. <laughs> All right? But then your underpants start giving you signs that it's time for them to go. But how do you actually know when to say goodbye? Hmm. Do you know when to say goodbye? Because they're so good. And they've been with you through the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some some underwear I've had for like so long. Oh, girl, you don't want to know. I've got like bootlegger days underwear. Oh, wow. Like bootlegger. 20 plus years? Like Metro Town, bootlegger, back in Nanaimo, Woodgrove Center. Holy smokes. <laughs> Holy is right. Holy. <laughs> There's holes in them. When do you know when it's time for it to go? That's my sign. Holes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you, when you know, okay, because mm-hmm. this is the other thing, and you know, do you say, okay, fine, one more time? Oh, but, yeah. And you're like, okay, fine, not today, but one more time? Especially if they're like a favorite pair of mine. Like yes. I have a few absolute favorites. Wearing one today. Favorite. Love them. Love yes. how they fit everything about them. I find that like, and I don't know if I like, because you know, I'm like super into high-waisted everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm like pulling them up too high or something. Yeah, yeah. But I find like the waistband is where I get yes. the holes. Yes. Along that like seam the, line yeah. is starting to fray. Yes. Or the thread is starting to come out. Yeah. And that's one of my issues too. Oh, yeah. When the yeah. thread comes out and things start tickling, it's okay. time to go. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I have to start making some harder decisions. I have to start saying some yeah. more goodbyes. So we as women, we know this. My big curiosity is when it comes to men. Uh, I've asked our producer, Scott, here. Um, Scott, do men know? Do men actually really know when it's time for it to go when it comes to your underpants? Uh, about our own underwear, not about our, our partner's <laughs> underwear. Yeah. Actually, that's yeah. an interesting twist, too. Let's take both. Your own. Let's start with your own. Do you uh, know? No. I think guys wear them until, until the last last possible until they're like yeah. disintegrating falling off and then someone buys us new ones for <laughs> like Christmas. if you held them up to the sun <laughs> yes you, you could see through parts Ab- of them absolutely. okay i know what you're saying yeah, no yeah, uv yeah. protection there no no yeah. it's, it's thin okay because they do a lot of touching <laughs> it's true. Okay. A lot of adjusting. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's a lot of there, friction. You're not wrong. 
friction with the pants. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. you stop doing that with your Sorry. hands? Sorry, I was trying to show you. I know what okay. you're saying. Okay. Okay. I, I don't understand. Know. You were pretending you didn't. You're like, <laughs> what? Okay. You know what I'm saying. They always adjust. Okay, I understand. Your hands are like uh-huh. flailing. Okay, now this is the other angle. So you're saying, okay, you're not good at knowing about your own. But do men know... Uh, when it's time for it to go when it comes to a woman in her underpants? Absolutely not. No chance. <laughs> it's like if there's more holes appearing in it, we're right. like, oh, good. Okay, everybody what, stop. Were they designed Just that way? Stop. Were they designed Just that stop. way? Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. Nira, have you heard about the Swifty wedding yet? The Swifty wedding. Mm-mm. A Swifty wedding. Okay, this is real. A Swifty wedding is a wedding that was planned for a certain date next summer, but has been moved because Taylor Swift is on tour. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. This is real. <laughs> Multiple brides and grooms are moving their wedding date. Okay. Because it just so happens they can get to a Taylor Swift show and... Swifties don't mess around, man. They're not not missing Taylor Swift. Right. No, no, no. Wedding? Who cares? Uh huh. Legit, a Swifty wedding trending. If you were getting married next summer mm-hmm. and she had announced Vancouver dates, and mm-hmm. if it overlapped, what would you do? No, I'm not. I I like Taylor Swift. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> careful. That level. I know they're listening. Yes. Good morning, Swifties. We love you. Yeah. Don't harm us. Right. Um. But I. She's not at the level. Care, sorry. Right. She's not at the level for for you. No. Right. Okay. But there are people. There are Swifties out there. Like I think to be a Swiftie, you you really have to jump through many hoops before you can take ownership of being a Swiftie. Right. Oh, before to call yourself one. Before you're allowed to even oh, say yeah. you're a Swiftie. Mm. Like, I can't call myself a Swiftie. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm saying that with respect. Okay. Because I know how much work Swifties do. Totally. Swifties. How much they know. The, oh my gosh. The knowledge. The, the dissection. Oh, the dissection. They're like doctors. Right. They're surgeons. They stay up late at night. They know. They know that she's laid around these little Easter eggs. They know mm-hmm. she's dropping an album at midnight because it's called Midnight's. But then they know that three hours later she's going to surprise you with seven extra tracks because only Swifties figure that stuff out. <laughs> Based on other Taylor Swift stuff that she's done. She's yes. Easter egg three years ago. That this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I owe a lot to Swifties because I do the biz. Mm-hmm. And Swifties, like you, have done so much investigative work for me. So I understand why a Swiftie would change their wedding date. It just that. I mean, and because of COVID and stuff, like yeah. lots of people this summer that just happened and next summer are like booked back to back to back to back to back for all these venues because you couldn't get in for so long because yeah. they weren't open, right? Yeah. So to get the date that you wanted and to be so f- planned far in advance and be like, okay, it's happening, it's finally happening and then to switch it? Well, I think you're forgetting. There's one thing that also <laughs> changed because of COVID. People just do weddings on a Wednesday now. Yeah, like, that's the true. The amount of weddings I got invited to this summer that were like, hi, the wedding is going to be Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. I'm like, yeah. did you, sorry, <laughs> did you mean to write Saturday? Yeah. Like, no, two, like, yeah. receptions were then on Wednesday nights. Like, I think that's why, too, because it's not that it was the epic date. I think people are like, well, I'm only getting married on a Thursday anyways. Right. May as well switch it to next Thursday to get married. So you wouldn't switch your wedding for Taylor Swift? Me? No, yeah. I already said I'm not a Swifty. Mm. I love the Swifties. I rely on the Swifties. Good. I can see why a Swiftie would do this. And mm-hmm. I also know Swifties are so smart. They're like, if Tay-Tay finds out that I changed my wedding date for her, mm-hmm. she may just show up at my actual wedding. Good, Nira. They're smart. 
They are smart. Now, how do we become one? No, I can't. <laughs> I don't have the time. <laughs> Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin. The reason why you may be feeling misaligned in your relationship. Oh, yes. You're not the only one. You're feeling a bit misaligned right now? And you can blame it on the full moon. Okay. This full moon has really done a number on us, I'm going to tell you. It's the beaver moon. It's actually very beautiful. Last night it was unbelievable. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And the powers it has. Whoa, <laughs> watch out. It's also the red moon because it was a lunar eclipse with this moon. They say this moon really has something in it. We really got to take a notice, take a listen. What? what it's trying to say, what shifts are happening. Because straight up with this lunar eclipse that happened with the beaver moon, they say very uncomfortable shifts and challenges to your stability and your relationship are happening right now. Mm. If you're feeling misaligned, it's because the moon is trying to force you to really look into something. Really heavy themes around your relationships. Whether it comes to the romance, whether it comes to self-worth, whether it comes to whether you're making your partner feel worthy. So if you feel misaligned with your partner, it could be a moon sending you a message, okay? With this message, you are either going to part ways and realize that that's what it is. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. Or you become unshakable. Okay. Really extreme options. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's nothing in the middle? We're either it's over or we're unshakable. Yeah. Well, I never said it's over. You said you're leaving, didn't you? No, I said you realize it's time to part ways. That to me is not not leaving. I know. If you were not having dinner and I was like, I'm going to part ways now. (laughs) You wouldn't think you were going to see me again. I'd be like, goodbye. Well, if you're having dinner, you say we're going to part ways now. I would think you're just going home. Yeah, but leaving, <laughs> leaving, not still there. Not forever. If you're like, oh gosh, gosh you no. I would not be thinking that. Okay. Anyways, what I'm saying is it really makes you think the moon is saying either you got to really figure out your parting ways or you're like, oh, no, after all this stuff, we're really thinking our relationship, self-worth, our stability, uncomfortable challenges, we're unshakable. So what are you? What are you and your husband, Nira? You done or are you unshakable? <laughs> so are we just having dinner and is someone just parting ways? Yeah, and I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> no, you're sad if they're done. Yeah, parting I would ways. knock on wood. I don't. I, I yeah. think. I think right now we're unshakable. You guys have three kids, yeah. a dog. You've been married for 19 years. Like, yeah. dude, you're unshakable. Well, I mean, I, I, in this moment right now with this moon. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure about forever. Right. That's fine. You don't know about forever. No, we don't. But like we, we held hands a little bit last night. Oh, that's cute. What yeah. else did you do? <laughs> Just <laughs> that. Holly and Nira. And now, this with Nira. Jennifer Aniston tells us all the good, the bad, and the ugly about her life. That is today's top biz story. Jennifer Aniston revealed that she tried. She tried so hard to get pregnant in her late 30s and her early 40s. It was after her friend's days. She's like, I did almost everything. Almost everything, except freeze my eggs. She's talking to Allure magazine. She said... IVF over and over and over again, drinking all the different types of teas, you name it, supplements, you name it, acupuncture. You said, I did it all. I did it all. Think about it. She was one of the richest people in the world Mm -hmm. and she couldn't make it happen. Yep. That's the universe 
which sucks. Yeah. And from for her from her perspective mm-hmm. of that, the power that she had, mm-hmm. the resources that she had. Yeah, you're right. At her disposal and to realize that she couldn't have it. That's so heartbreaking. Could you imagine? No. You know what I mean? Like for no. her and her mm-hmm. internal struggle with all that. Uh, she says that she really wishes. She's like, I wish someone had just come up to me when I was young and just said, freeze your eggs. Hey, Jen, freeze your eggs. Because hmm. I would have done it. And that would have honestly changed everything for her. Well, it might have worked. She mm. doesn't know if that would have worked, but, for but sure. that's one other option. You're right. Maybe that yeah. was the issue for her, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. She didn't have eggs. So she's like, at least if I had eggs, yeah. there was more that could have been done, right? Yeah. Uh, she says she has zero regrets about her efforts because then when it was over, she finally had that sense of, okay, I don't have to think about this anymore. I mm. tried my hardest. It didn't happen. And then I was so done once it was done. I was like, okay, I don't have to go for any more of those. I don't have to do any yeah. more appointments. I just know. I just know and I can move forward. She said one of the hardest things also was all the talk in the media about her being selfish for not having kids and about then everyone making up their own narrative about me and saying that I cared too much about my career to have children, about all these different stories about how men would leave me because I wouldn't give them children. So hurtful. Yeah. And the reason why she never shared these stories is because it was the one thing that was private she actually had to herself. She's like, I don't know, I wanted control over it and just not sharing the information made me feel better because I was like, wow, look at one part of my life I can actually control. Interesting. So why bring it up now then? Why reveal it now? She says she doesn't care anymore. I am done caring. If you look at the photo uh, that is out there, plus uh, the interview is online if you want to catch it. It, I'm reading it all day. Yesterday I was reading it last night. Holy smokes. It's a lot of information. Um, Her photo too. It's like she her her body is a wonderland Mm -hmm. and she's showing it all. It's like it's kind of like two little eye patches on her upper half. I'd say the bikini top is like one of those things you order online that looks like it's going to fit you then it comes you're like oh. Gosh I would never order that online. Yeah oh me neither. Ever. But I mean like you think oh this would fit and it doesn't. Is that no they're not even we don't even it's not even a bikini top. They're nipple covers. Yeah it's a micro. I don't even know what that is. Anyhow uh, she says she can't stand social media. She only went on it because Mm. of like some of the different uh, companies that she was working with wanted her to be on there and she's also famous Shane. She's like there's no such thing anymore because everyone thinks they're famous because of social media. Right. There is no such thing anymore. Hmm. It's interesting. It's so saturated, right? Oh, of course. Everyone's famous for being (sighs) what? Instagram stars or whatever? Yes, that's exactly what she said. Okay, Chris Evans, we announced earlier this week that he is the sexiest man alive of 2022. Captain America. He's like, do you know how hard it is to follow Paul Rudd as sexiest man alive? He's (laughs) like, it is damn near impossible. He's like, that dude is one of the hottest dudes inside and out, honestly. Aww. He's like, to follow Paul Rudd as Sexiest Man Alive. And this is what you hear about Paul Rudd. He's absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. He is absolutely amazing. And he was so underrated with how good looking he is for so long. He's a really good looking man. Think back to Clueless. So hot. He's a very good looking guy. He was a hot brother. <laughs> Her stepbrother. stepbrother. I always thought that was kind of strange. I we too. don't really talk about that, no. about Clueless, but no. she did hook up with her stepbrother. Anyway, let's move on. It is very strange. <laughs> At least he didn't live there anymore. And they weren't blood related. <laughs> yeah. Game well, of obviously stepbrother. No, nothing is obvious <laughs> no, anymore. Stop it. Okay, and Britney Spears is a little bit upset right now about someone who wants to play her in a movie. Okay. okay? Britney is. <laughs> I think this is actually quite adorable. Millie Bobby Brown, as in number 11 from Stranger Things, wants to play Britney Spears. 
she was doing an interview and she's like, oh my gosh, I I would love it if I, in my life, in my career, could play Britney Spears in a Britney Spears biopic. Okay? Mm-hmm. Britney Spears like, guys, I'm not dead. <laughs> that was her fair. Fair. She's like, hey, by the way, I'm still breathing, everybody. Yeah. Still here dancing. But is that the rule? It's a biopic only after you pass away? Um, well, because like, how does the movie end? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because of the conservatorship? That really was the death of Britney. Maybe look at that right. way. And now is the resurrection. Yeah, but then there's... Yeah, no, no, I'm with Britney, man. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. like, I mean, knock on wood, we want Britney to live for a very long Forever. time. But, I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is like, I'd love to play Britney Spears. No, no. Why? No. Why? I think she's too old, I'll be honest. <laughs> she's 18. That is ancient. Oh, I'm Nira, and that's the biz. You can always <laughs> catch up on more biz stories on the iHeartRadio app. Holly and Nira. There's a new way to look at red flags. Think of red flags as fun facts about you. Mm. Well, it's not a red flag that you haven't talked to your mom in 10 years and that, you know, you have to have a cocktail at 10 a.m. No, no, it's a fun fact about you. Okay, where is this coming from? Instagram. That's my source. Okay, Holly. Somebody tagged me in a meme yesterday and I was like, yes. Okay. It was a meme? <laughs> yeah. It was a meme. Yeah, it resonated with me hard. But, you know, memes aren't actually necessarily factual then, right? No, Could I know. Someone just making a meme? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it was completely made up, but I loved the way it made me think about red flags. Okay, because red flags are usually warnings. Yes. Okay? Yes. When someone says, ooh, that's a red flag. or Big time. Something you should really be concentrating on about yourself that maybe you need to dive into a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. delve into, uh, give extra attention to, work on. Yeah, especially in dating world, red flags come up all the time, right? It's like, oh, we're going on a date, but he was an hour late. You're like, mm, red flag. Red flag. That kind of thing. Okay, but now we should look at mm-hmm. tardiness. As a fun fact. Only you call being late tardiness, by the way. Well, if you do it often enough, then you're a tardy person. Okay, I guess so. Whatever. That's being tardy. Yeah. That's a red flag. If someone is late all the time, they're constantly tardy, Mm -hmm. then that's a red flag. But now you're saying, oh, no, flip it around and I should call it their fun fact. It's a fun fact about them. Yes. Fun. Well, ain't so fun sitting by yourself for 40 minutes while you're waiting for someone who's late. That's true. The part I liked about this was that it was like, it's a way to like accept the things about yourself that aren't the best. I understand what you're saying there. You know what I mean? Like it's yes. not, maybe it's not a red flag that I have daddy issues. It's it's a fun fact about me. I think I have the issue with the word fun fact. Okay. The two words, fun fact. Okay. I am all about red flags. You sure are. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Okay. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyways, uh, yeah, I understand that red flags shouldn't always be considered so red and shouldn't be always so alarming. Well, they shouldn't be like a deal breaker. Like, you know, yes. like people people have been through stuff. I agree with you. Okay. I agree with that. Okay. But I don't know if I want to turn my red flags into fun facts about myself or take someone else's red flags and turn them into fun facts about them. Because it makes it too light or what? Yeah, like I don't understand what the fun is. I think it's just like a kind way of being like, oh, a, a quirk. You like the word quirky. Yeah, I'm good so with a, quirky. A quirk is, a, is it quirk? Whatever it is. Quirky. Yeah, quirk. no, but can you have a quirk? You can have a quirk. Okay, a quirk, whatever yes, it is. Yes. That, that is a fun fact. Mm, you used tardiness as an example. I didn't like that one. 
Okay. If you're always late, I have a friend who's always late. Yeah, so okay? annoying. It's very annoying. I don't know how to turn that into a fun fact about her. Mm. I don't know how to do that. What if you make fun of her about it? You know what I mean? You know how you make fun of me about everything? I do not. Like, what if you were like, yeah, like, I don't know. You start joking and poking and prodding her, like, in a fun, cute way. Right. Hey, fun fact about you. Did you know you were always late? Like, I don't that kind think of thing. that's what this meme is about. Really? That's exactly how I took it. I don't think, I'm like, hey, you and your daddy issues, so <laughs> yeah. funny. Yeah, hilarious. Oh, God, No. It's like deflect with humor. Okay, no, I'm not going to sit there and poke at you about daddy issues and like laugh and think it's funny and be like, ain't that funny? Yeah, that's okay. okay. No, I think we're very different people. <laughs> You're just fun figuring fact. this out. Fun fact. <laughs> Holly and Nira. It's time for Holly and Nira's Therapy Thursday. You leave it to the professionals as in not us. I was like, wait, who are you talking about right now? No, but we like to take Thursday as an opportunity to maybe think about how we can better our lives, okay? And today's Therapy Thursday is inspired by Jennifer Aniston's new interview for Allure magazine. She gives us everything. She's not scared anymore. She's got nothing to hide. She doesn't care anymore. She doesn't care. She told the good, the bad, the ugly. One of the things that she talked about was... Her friends, like her, not the show. <laughs> Chandler? But her friends that she has had in her life forever. Like her, like old school OGs, okay? Jason Bateman. They're like <laughs> yeah, really, like they best are. friends. But some of her best girlfriends. Okay. And she said it all started when they invited her to Circle Talk. She's like, I walked into a party. It was in Laurel Canyon. This girl walked up to me. And she said, come with us. And Bye. Jennifer Aniston's like, where? They like, come with us. We're doing a circle. Jennifer Aniston's like, what's a circle? <laughs> These women just took me by my hand. They saged me. Saged? They saged her. Like the store sage on Robson? I don't know. Like oh. they saged her. Oh, like with real sage. Yeah. Okay. And then there was a talking stick. And then they sat in a circle. The women were in all directions, all four, direc- all four directions connected. And she said the moment that she did circle talk is when she knew she was connected to these friends forever. Wow. That was 1989. Holy smokes. Thank you. Circle talk. Do we have a list of their topics they covered? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm actually curious. Like, what, okay. what? 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 It was, it was pretty much women just speaking sharing their thoughts, sharing their fears, sharing their worries, and how incredible women are for each other, how we got into this world, what we mean to the world, what our unity means for each other. It was circle talk, women circle talk. Were they sober? Because I could never do this sober. <laughs> That's your, Are we honest? That's your first question after uh, everything I just said to you? I feel myself getting hives like when you were describing what we would have to do. It's very uncomfortable for me. I'm not okay with this. What? Sober circle talk? No. Couple drinks? Maybe I could get into some deep stuff. Are you I serious know, right man. now? You say, why are we here? What's <laughs> happening? Like, oh, my God. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's pretend. I'm not saying that, you know, I'm 
like, let's just say okay. that you've had four bevies. Oh, okay. You've had your four bevies. Okay. Would, and then I was like, okay, Holly, and I take you by the hand, I take you by the arm. I'm like, let's go. It's time for circle talk. Okay. How would you feel? I mean, I'd be glad you were holding my hand. Okay. And then I'd be like, what is she going to do to me? Okay. Then we go sit and we have this circle and we meet all these women. We don't know. Oh, they're strangers? They were all strangers. She oh. was at a party, 1989. Okay. A woman walked Sorry, up I thought to her she and said, knew these people. No, follow me. Oh, wow. Let's sit in a circle. You're invited. Okay. Let's do this. This is way before Rachel. Okay. I mean, I would sit and listen for a bit and see what you ladies were talking about. And then I'd decide <laughs> if I want to join in or not, but I don't know. Okay. Will you be supportive of others' thoughts and feelings and fears and worries? I will try. I'll try. I'll try. Listen, I want to start my own circle talk, sis. No, I know you do. This is very you. I know, but I don't know now if I can invite you. It's okay. I'm busy that no, night. I'm busy not. that night. You're not. Yes. Yes. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. It's time to find out how lit your funeral is going to be based on the Drake scale. Nira? It's going to happen one day. We're going to die. Okay, knock on wood. Okay, knock on wood. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And when we have your funeral, do you want to find out how lit your funeral is going to be? Why are you using me as the example? Fine, use me. Use us all. Everyone has to think about this. Everyone's going to die one day. Okay, so Circle of Life, we know this. Thank you, Lion King. This is true. Yeah. I was listening to Drake's song the other day, and I want to have a songversation about his song, Massive. You know I I don't want to. We love this song. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, well, there's a line in Massive that really had me thinking. Drake says, I know my funeral is going to be lit because of how I treat people. Mm-hmm. I know my funeral going to be lit because how I treat people. I don't want to go. Right? But then he says, I don't want to go. Well, no one wants. Who's like, (laughs) I really want to go. Like, hopefully no one ever thinks I really want to go. Dude, you got me so confused. In one sec here, you're like, let's talk about how lit your funeral is going to be. But Drake himself is like, but I don't want to go. Well, I mean, let's talk about it. I don't want you to go anytime soon, Nira. But when you die at 106. Uh Uh-huh. And we have a party for you. A celebration of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How lit is your funeral going to be if you use the Drake scale, which is how you treat people? Take a look. One more time. I know my funeral going to be lit because how I treated people. I know my funeral is going to be lit because I know how I treated people. Because how I treated people. Because how I treated people. There's two ways you can look at this. Two ways. Because lit means like it's a party. Like it was happening. Like it was like a smoking place to be. Yeah, it was lit. But are people partying because you're dead? (laughs) Wow. Well, that... I thought we were celebrating your life. I thought we were like, let's listen to Nira's favorite music and eat her favorite food and... I know the party's going to be lit. Celebrate Nira. Because I know how I treated people. Also, he doesn't say party, funeral. Oh, oh yeah. I know my funeral's going to be lit because of how I treated people. I know my funeral going to be lit because how I treated people. Okay. Mm-hmm. So okay. he's like, it's going to be, I treat people really well. My funeral's going to be lit. Yeah. Or is it like people are like, yeah, he's gone. Yes. No, I think it's like, <laughs> just making sure. I think it's lit like how many people show up. That's oh. how I took it. Okay. How lit is your funeral going to be? Like, dude, let's light it up. Oh, how many what? people are going to, is there going to be standing room only? 
for once. We Amazing. are reversed. We reverse this for once. Yeah. You're looking at the positive. I know. I looked at the negative for once, which oh is God. Happened. Death makes me uncomfortable. I've knock on wood. I want to be alive because yeah. I have children now. Before yeah. I was like, okay, cool, man. Oh, I didn't but, care about dying until I had kids. They had kids. I just don't yeah. want my kids to not have m- m- their mom. Like, you know, it's I like, just don't want to miss anything. It's deep, man. It's deep. So yeah. I don't like to, death makes me uncomfortable now. But I'm hoping that, you know, knock on wood for when I do pass away, I really hope it is going to be a celebration of life type situation. Well, yeah, but don't you want it to be lit? Yeah, a celebration. Like, I, I hope it's going to be a celebration of my life. Like, what do you want to do at my funeral? Party. Like, why, though? Like, what? what why? <laughs> don't like, worry about it. Holly and Nira. Holly and Nira. Virgin Radio. Where do you draw the line for friendship love? Like, could you actually be in a relationship with someone who is in love with their friend? Think about that for a moment. Okay. Okay, you're in a relationship mm-hmm. or you're not. Think about it hypothetically. Could you be with someone who's in love with their best friend? Because this is what you heard in my biz yesterday, okay? Millie Bobby Brown, 11, from Stranger Things. Mm. She was doing this interview. And Millie Bobby Brown, did you know that she's been dating Jake Bon Jovi, as in John Bon Jovi's son? I love that. Okay, so they've been dating for a long time. A uh, long time. Like, she's 18, he's 20, but you <laughs> Two know. Two weeks, a yeah, very long time when you're 18. But they have been together for a while, okay? And uh, Millie Bobby Brown said that right away, Jake Bon Jovi said to her when they first started dating, like, um, I don't know, but I feel like there's something between you and Noah Schnapp. He's Will Byers. Okay. Stranger Things, Will. And she's like, yes, there is. Um, I'm absolutely in love with him. He's absolutely in love with me. But we know it's never going to go anywhere and it's platonic. But we are in love with each other. Hmm. (laughs) Okay. And Jake's like, okay. (laughs) And they continue to date. Jake knows this. Jake Bon Jovi knows that Billy Bobby Brown's in love with Noah Schnapp. And Noah Schnapp's in love with her, mm. as in Eleven and Will Byers are in love with each other. Okay. Um, but he has to be okay with it. Because she's like, nothing is ever going to happen between me and Noah. But we are in love with each other. Is Noah straight? Um, from what I know, I, I don't okay. know. But Will Byers, that's a whole other issue. We yeah, yeah. like not issue, sorry, another storyline yep. that they've really started to like delve into a yep. little bit in the later seasons. But as far as we know, the actor, the real human. I, I okay, yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, because that could change it because we've all been in love with somebody and then they're like, I'm gay, and you're like, I love you even more, mm-hmm. and I have no chance. You're not into me, but I love mm-hmm. you. But could you? You imagine you are Jake Bon Jovi. <laughs> First of all, would love that if my dad was John Bon Jovi. Know, John bon so Jovi dope. is the best. So good. So imagine, okay. and then you know, yeah. you're, you're, you get told, like, yeah, me and my best friend are in love with each other, but that's just the way it's always going to be. No. <laughs> I, I couldn't handle it. I'm too insecure. Right? No, there's no chance. Yeah, I, I was know. thinking about my husband right now, John. If he was like, yeah, um, this is my best friend, female. Yeah. And uh, we love each other, and we will forever. <laughs> but yeah, I'll marry you. I'd be like, what? <laughs> I couldn't handle it. I'm not. I couldn't handle it. I would stay up at night. Yeah. I would be like, what are they texting? Right? Why are they laughing? What are they giggling about? Like, no, no, I, I'm way too insecure. Yeah. No, I couldn't handle it. I'm also. Uh, it's like, yeah, I'm also in that belief system that I don't think it's ever truly fully platonic. 
Yeah, like that statement. How do you know it's platonic? Have they made out? They must have made out. They must have tried. Yeah, that's what I mean. I would be too like, no, you're trying to convince me a bit too hard that this is platonic. Or maybe she's trying to convince herself. Right? Ooh. Right? <laughs> I, I, I know I couldn't do it. Yeah. But I could see myself trying to convince someone else. Like, I could see myself right. trying to convince someone else. No, they're just a friend. Right. Because that's what I would be trying to convince myself of. Right. But the more I say it, say it out loud, then I would, hope, I would hope it's more true. And doesn't that kind of make you want them more? If you're like, there's nothing between us. Yes. You'd be constantly looking at each other like, right? Right? Yes, or is yes. there? Like, and what? they're so young. They're like yeah. 18. Yeah, man. Right? So, never say know. never. Like, you and I are both in committed relationships, but I haven't written you off yet. Are you talking to me? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's still a chance, Nira. <laughs> Holly and Nira.